Welcome to Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents Making money moves with the finest of gents Come and pull up a seat cause we're proud to present How to make some good decisions when you're on the fence Rob and Steve gonna tell you how to do it the best Hello and welcome to another episode of Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents My name is Steven Ellis And I am Robert Wolfson We are Here today to bring some information to you And also the gents So Steven, Thanksgiving weekend falls upon us How'd you celebrate your Thanksgiving? Well, first of all, by being extremely thankful for everything. Uh, no, uh, spend it with family. I shouldn't say no. I just said no. Like I wasn't <laughs> thankful, but I am thankful. That's not what I meant when I said no. Uh, just, yeah, with family. I think that's what a lot of people end up doing for Thanksgiving. Agreed. We had our family over as well, and we had a nice family gathering. And it seems like a long time since the last one, even though it's been a few months since a lot of the restrictions have lifted, it seemed like the first time that we've been able to have a nice social gathering without having to worry about all the other health restrictions that we've had in the past couple of years. Rob, did you have to bring up COVID again? <laughs> we've talked about this. I know. I guess I did. When was the last time we had an episode where we didn't mention it? At least it's been one? a couple, I think. So we, we, we I don't know. We should couple. go back. Didn't we mention it in the last one? We had to have. Maybe not. Certainly some peripheral issues, but maybe not COVID directly. You're right. But it has been in the news a bit more lately with fall upon us and the weather getting a bit cooler and talking about the next wave. But definitely, I think mentally our mindsets are different about it. We have more information. We know more about it. Yeah. Generally, people are getting vaccinated. So definitely the fear is not out there like we had the last couple of years heading into the fall. Yeah, less fear about COVID, more fear about the markets and right. the economy. Right. right. It's just shifted. The fear has shifted. It hasn't gone away. It's just shifted. So, Rob, when you talk about gatherings and feeling more comfortable around people, I think it's worth noting that you and I were both at conferences recently. And I think about when the last time we were at a conference with people live. Lots of information coming to us through virtual means, etc. But we were actually at a conference, each separate conferences, but with real live people in person. So today, we're actually going to talk about some of the things that we picked up, some information, things we learned at those conferences. So, Rob, I think what we should do is we'll each talk about our experience at our, our respective conferences. But before we do that, let's talk about where the conferences were, and we can let the listeners decide who got the better deal in terms of location. It's a good idea. I like it. So where was yours? You start. So my conference was overseas in the UK. I went to Edinburgh in Scotland. Stop bragging. <laughs> You didn't need to say overseas. That's just bragging. Okay, you went further. Maybe. Yes. But I went to Huntington Beach, California. Awesome. Still a good deal. Amazing. Not overseas, but still a so good deal. So I think you won on sunshine. Weather for, was good. But I won on history. Fair, fair. Architecture. Tour yeah. Yeah, you definitely got the, the tourist element down. Yes. I, you know, one of the things I I would say, though, is my conference was all outdoors. I don't think that they would do the same thing in Scotland. No, lots of rain. The threat, a lot of rain. Certainly the threat of rain exists more so there. And you also won on time of travel. And sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> if you call that a win. Yeah, sunburn. So, yeah, Rob, two great locations. I know for you that there was a little bit of history in terms of why the conference you went to was in Edinburgh, Scotland. So maybe talk a bit about that. Yeah, I'd love to, Steve. 
actually a history with our firm. So one of the founders of, of Scotia McLeod is a gentleman by the name of D.I. McLeod. And of course, McLeod having a Scottish heritage, we are actually celebrating the 100-year anniversary of Scotia McLeod as a firm. So it was a national conference with advisors from all across the country, just gathering to talk about business, best practices, planning, and just to get to meet colleagues from across the country to hear and how they're servicing their clients. So a little bit of a preface in there, Rob, in terms of what you're going to talk about today. And Steve, what drew you to Huntington Beach? Why did you go there for your conference? So the conference I went to was called Future Proof, and I think the name sort of speaks for itself. You know, for me, just making sure that we're looking forward in terms of what the investment landscape looks like, uh, what the future of the financial services industry in general looks like. I mean, things have changed a lot in the last 20 years. Things are changing even more rapidly now. So I think it's important to stay on top of that. Make sure you're aware of all the things that are happening around you so you don't sort of get left behind and in turn leave your clients behind with you. Clients obviously are going to find it very important to know that we're up to speed on things, we're staying current, etc. So for me, just the name itself drew me to it in terms of making sure that we were doing the best job for our client by being up to date on everything that's happening out there. So Rob, as you mentioned, one of the things that uh, you took away from the conference was around planning and, and making sure that clients are looked after. So maybe talk a bit about that and some of the takeaways that you had from your conference. Yeah, I'd love to, Steve, as mentioned. And we talked about this in a lot of our previous episodes of Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents is just the whole discussion about financial planning and lifestyle planning. So really the fact about getting to know your clients, what's important to them, what involves time, money, planning, and really building a portfolio and a plan around what your capital requirements are and what's important to you to, in order for you to achieve your goals. We need to learn about you in order to help you achieve your goals. Sorry, Rob, I know this is your bit to talk about your conference here, but I just wanted to interject because there's a little bit of crossover in terms of some of the things that came out of Future Proof as well. And I think one of them was looking at what your values are. So we often talk to people about what's important to them. And, and sometimes that's goals, right? But it can also be things like family or charity. So determining what people's values are is also very important. So if you're out there and you're listening, when we're doing planning, we're not just looking at what your financial situation is, or even what your goals are. We're looking at what your values are. And, and a, another way of thinking about that is just what's important to you. So Rob, you mentioned capital requirements uh, and before I interrupted you, of course. So maybe you can just expand a little bit on that. And, and was there any more information, any more details in that regard? Of course, Steve. And of course, everyone, as you go through your life cycle, there's different points in your life where you're going to need more or less capital. So it's really about, especially in times of uncertainty like we have today, really tailoring that asset allocation in the portfolios to account for when you may need capital. So obviously, if you're younger, you're more in your accumulation phase of your life. When you're older, then you start to decumulate. So it's just the different items that you may require, whether it's vacations, education planning, buying your first home, retirement naturally, maybe uh, allocating extra cash for uh, expenses, health expenses when you're older, whether it's uh, senior living or assisted care, that type of stuff. So it's really just mapping out 
where you think you may need capital and allocating within the portfolio to account for those eventualities in life. Right. And of course, here I go again. You mentioned something that came up at Future Proof as well. Just a soundbite that I really like. Um, and I, I wish I could remember who I could credit this to. And if I think about it, I'll, I'll certainly do so. But time on earth allocation. I really like that, right? We look at sort of our time on earth. How do we allocate our time? How do we plan for it? And then how do we distribute capital to be able to do those things within that that time frame? So looking at it from a, a time on earth allocation, I just kind of like that, that term. Is, I hadn't heard it before. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like that also. And as you mentioned, Steve, things have been changing so much in our industry over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it really is important to surround yourself with experts in the various areas where you may need help. So we definitely have a full team of experts at our disposal. So definitely give us a call and we can help you out in any area of your financial plan and financial well-being. I find it really interesting, Steve, that as much as we were at conferences put on by different companies in different parts of the world, a lot of the content is very similar what are some of the items that you learned at Future Proof that really caught your attention? So, Rob, there were a lot of things. And so I looked through my notes afterwards and things that really stood out for me, I think, are topics that we can do full episodes on. And we'll look at doing that. So I'm just going to kind of give some sound bites and a few points that I think are easy and brief, but should really resonate with people. So, Rob, as much as there was information that stood out, there was also speakers that stood out. And one of those was Morgan Housel. Now, Morgan wrote a book called The Psychology of Money. It's actually very current right now. So if you're out there listening, I certainly encourage you to give it a read. So credit to Morgan Housel for these points. Good investment skills. So he just kind of listed off a few good investment skills. The first one, lack of FOMO. Don't have that fear of missing out. Second, what will you regret? So thinking about, and I talked to you about this, Rob, earlier today, in fact, and we talked about trying to get a better return with the risk of a greater loss. I often say, and this is my own term, what will have a bigger impact on your life? That extra 10% on the upside or the 20% downside? Most of the time, it's the 20% downside, right? That could mean not sending your kids to post-secondary education or what have you. So think about the things that you'll regret. Respect luck as much as risk. So there's a lot of luck in things that we do. Timing is one, right? You get the timing right, works out. You get the timing wrong, it doesn't work out. So respecting luck as much as risk. So when you're factoring in investment decisions, Think about uh, how much luck factors in, not only to the potential for that investment, but some of the previous investments that you made. Maybe you got lucky a couple of times, and what can happen with that is you get a little bit overconfident. We're playing different games. So the example here is you may buy Apple stock, and I buy Apple stock, but we could be buying it for different reasons, right? So the decision to sell becomes different. So keeping in mind that we're not necessarily playing the game, same game. And I thought that was a, a good way to, to look at it and a good analogy. So, for example, you may be buying something for the long term. I may be buying something more short term. So we're playing different games. So if I'm following you to come back to that, you know, idea of FOMO or what have you, if I'm do, trying to do the same thing as you, but we're playing different games, probably not going to work out for me. So those were a couple points. And again, credit to Morgan Housel for that. And um, I 
since read the book, since coming back from the conference, it's an absolutely excellent and very easy read, quite frankly. Yeah, you're right, Steve. That does sound like an excellent book to, to read. I think I'm going to do so myself as well. So the name of your conference was Future Proof. So obviously, as the name implies, I'm sure there was lots of information about future investment opportunities. Yeah, Rob. I mean, there was a bit on cryptocurrency. You know, you can't be in a conference called Future Proof without talking about right. cryptocurrency. Meta, the metaverse, not Meta the company, but the, the metaverse. And that was actually quite interesting um, because, to me, it, it's been something that's been hard to get my head around. So provided a little bit of clarity there for sure. And, you know, just sort of talking about how the digital world and the physical world are overlapping to a great extent. So there were a few key takeaways in terms of what, what the, uh, the, the next trends are or in particular, where is the innovation coming from? So the first was digital transformation. So what I take from that essentially is, again, how the world is sort of coming together from a physical and digital perspective, but more so how the world is continuing to become more more digitized. Uh, healthcare innovation, you know, a lot of people think of that in terms of biotech. We often talk about biotech, but there's a lot of innovation happening in, in the healthcare sector. Sustainability, we've talked about ESG. Right. And so sustainability can include a lot of things, green energy in general, electric vehicles, etc. AI was discussed briefly and how that's changing now. Right. We think of AI very differently today than we perhaps did, you know, previously where it was like robots, robotics, things like that. So AI certainly changed to a great extent, too, in terms of what and how it's going to serve its purpose. Uh, and then also what was interesting, just to go back, we got to mention COVID at least one more time, but one of the, we'll call it shorter term trends and something that's come out of COVID was repurposing real estate. And you and I have talked a bit about that too, Rob, when you look at how the work environments changed, you've got a lot of buildings, office buildings. So how are those going to be repurposed for the future? So that was discussed as well. So those are some of the trends that are seen as being both on the near-term and the long-term horizon. So, Steve, now it's my turn to interrupt you and interject. One thing that I learned at along the same lines, one thing that we learned at the conference in Denver uh, for the wealth, on the wealth management side was where the industry is evolving from a portfolio management standpoint. Really, a lot of advisors across the country are adapting more of a discretionary management strategy, and Steve, both you and I have recently received our Chartered Investment Manager's designation and our Portfolio Manager's license, so we can create our discretionary portfolio to increase our portfolio efficiencies. So Steve, you and I are both looking at our business and ways to look forward into the future. To, as to a, future-proof it. To future-proof it, exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> and... Uh, it's just to adapt in this fast-changing environment so we can make sure that we're on top of the trends, knowing what the best way to manage our clients' assets and evolve in this fast-changing environment. Right. I mean, one thing's clear. In both conferences, it's very clear that we just see rapid change and so much access to information. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. I remember doing a project in school where we had to build a stock portfolio. 
and we use the newspaper to pick our stocks, right? That's where you got your information from. And it was a day behind. You didn't have these news channels that were 24-7 markets. So things have changed a lot. And I think that pace is picked up even more so now. So if we're going to keep pace with that and we look at things like robo-advisors, for example, how do we keep up with that? How do we create efficiencies so that we are able to continue to do the, the best job possible from a portfolio management standpoint for clients? This is certainly uh, a way and what you're telling me, Rob, is that was reinforced by other advisors across the country. Yeah, that's right, Steve. So, Steve, it sounds like you got a couple of really good sound bites uh, from presenters at the conference. Were there any, any others that really struck a, a chord with you? Yeah, there was one more, Rob, and I think it's very pertinent today considering everything that's going on. So let's, let's end with it. It's important to remember that the economy is not the market and vice versa. Let's separate those two things. And we talk a little bit about the economy is going to do this ahead of the market or the market's going to do this ahead of the economy and so on. But again, the takeaway there is just to make sure you're separating those two things. If you don't know what that means or don't know how to apply it, by all means, just give us a call and we'll go into more details. But again, just a quick soundbite. The economy and, and the market are not the same thing. Yeah, that's really good advice, Steve. So, Rob, that's it. Like I said, lots more information, but we'll put together full episodes and go into more detail on some of these things. As you mentioned at the start, it was great to get out and travel again, uh, get to network with other colleagues in industry, and just to learn. It's, it's great. To, we, what, that's one thing about our industry. It's always evolving, and, and we always want to learn and improve our business. Right. I think that's where a lot of the value ends up coming from is, you know, you sit in sessions. Now, again, it wasn't too difficult to sit in my <laughs> sessions, except for the sunburn, because they were all outside, nice setting and so on. But I think one of the things that often gets overlooked when you go to these conferences is the things you don't take notes on, just the discussions you have with people, the people you meet, the connections you make, that the information comes later, right? Connecting with people that you know, maybe you're on LinkedIn with them now and they're posting articles that can bring more information and constantly. So you're not, you know, you do that conference once a year or twice a year, three times, whatever it is. But those connections you make and the contact you make with like-minded people, you find oftentimes that information, that flow of information continues beyond just the conference. It's a good place to end, Steve. And you mentioned LinkedIn. So please make sure you're following us on LinkedIn at Robert Wolfson at Stephen Ellis. Right. Yeah. All that, uh, all those connections we made, if we're bringing some information, I just reposted some things this morning that I think are obviously very valuable or I wouldn't have reposted them. So certainly follow us on LinkedIn. It's a good way for us to pass that information on to you. And of course you can find out if you haven't already subscribed, it's also a good way to get your episodes of dollars and cents with a couple of gents. That's right. So with that, as always, I'm Stephen Ellis. And I'm Robert Wolfson. And we are a couple of gents. And we'll talk to you again soon.